hundred years. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta get it done. No time for fun now. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta move on. Those days are gone now. Mike Young, stories that need to be told. I look to the left for one half of a second. Stock tip Dave is texting while driving. No, I wasn't texting. I was checking the. Uh... It's unbelievable. All we have to do is be safe, get to the airport. I'm going to Denver. Bob Sag and I have five shows this weekend. Already sold out. Added another show on Sunday because Bob is super famous. Yesterday I got yelled at. Saget called me. I was shooting single mic one day of pickups. Shout out to Kevin Connolly. He directed it. Shout out to the Comedy Store for letting us shoot there. Uh, Chantel Berry, amazing actress, singer. She was great in the scene. And then we picked up all the alone time that we needed for single mic. So I had one last day to shoot. We got basically everything we needed. I'm truly finding out that I am a neurotic person. I have a lot of problems and particular uh, <clears throat> peculiarities, as well as I am a what I think is a perfectionist, but I'm probably not because nothing's perfect. So, like, I'll give you an example. Yesterday, we had the actor Marlon Young. Marlon's incredible. He was on Entourage. You've seen him in 100 TV shows. He's super talented. He plays my manager. So, he plays my manager. Marlon is uh, African-American. He plays this character who's based on a guy that I know. And there's always these guys in L.A. that are, like, managers of people. But they also got seven different side hustles going. Like, I know this dude who managed, like, Tyrese but he also owns three dispensaries and might have a situation, you know, on a private jet investment. You know what I mean? He, you know, he worked with Alicia Keys. Yet, if, you know, if people need a bodyguard, he could get you a bodyguard. Or like sunglasses and like <laughs> TVs. No. Yeah, they can get you anything you need. But that's what this, that's who this character is. And I love, he's such an awesome character. So there's one scene where Marlon, where my, where his name is Jason, character named Jason, where he calls me and he had talked to the money guys to see if I can get a directing deal for a movie. And his line is very simple. It's his, his line is, you know, I spoke to the, I spoke to your guys. I got great. I spoke to your money guys. I got great news. I said, what's that? He goes, it's not going to happen. I go, how's that great news? So Kevin said, yo, how about you deliver the line like this? I spoke to your money guys as if meaning like he thinks that they're fake. And I had a debate with Connolly because that's not what I meant when I wrote it. He doesn't think they're fake. My whole point is that I'm willing to argue for 20 minutes about two words. And maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But certain things I can't get out of my head. But... I don't know. I noticed that about myself yesterday and I woke up today thinking about those two words that he delivered in that sentence. And he's a rock star. He fucking nails it. But he got to go shoot that scene with Kevin on his own in a car because there was no room for me to drive around in the car and it was a phone call scene. So I wasn't in there to like, you know, help tell him what my meaning was when I wrote it. So my point is I couldn't go to sleep last night because it was two words that... (laughs) I have to let go. And this is an overall theme in my life. I've got to learn to let go. People need to learn to surrender and trust. Now, 
surrender and trust, yes. But when you have care so much about something, you do want to be on top of everything, you know? And a second example, Connolly is fucking awesome. He's a great director. I mean, he said he wants to act this year and he's kind of going to lay off directing or whatever because he had that situation with the Gotti movie. He didn't love the way it all went down, you know, whatever, whatever. But he really knows what he's doing. I've directed two movies and I was in the mix and in the throws and it was very difficult. But I don't know half of what he knows. I still love the comment he made to you yesterday. What did he say? When you were doing the, you were writing stuff down on the desk and everything, and you were make, making a speech or a sense, and he goes, "Yeah, let's let's make this short enough for a half hour version TV." Right, right. He loves to poke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's make it for the half hour TV version. <laughs> now, what he meant there was, I thought it was a cool idea to do to deliver some of the comedy bits into the camera. He thought that it felt too sitcommy to do that. We compromised and we did both versions. I did it into the mirror, I did it out loud, and then I did it into the camera. I think stylistically it could be cool to deliver some comedy bits into the camera. He has been on television for 30 years. I've never been on television. So I have to give him mad props when it comes to what he knows in television. But he's got to give me some props on what I know just from doing comedy for 20 years. You know? What are, you, what, are you, what are you getting upset about? What happened? Oh, the guy was just like walked in the middle of traffic and expected everybody to stop. Yeah, he's a cocky pedestrian. There's always cocky pedestrians. <laughs> but all in all, I really think yesterday was an amazing day. You were there. What do you think? I can't wait to see the final product, to be honest with you. I like the way it's all coming together. Yeah, I do too. And I think yesterday was the glue that we needed to get this thing to the next level. Everyone's going to have their opinion. David Nutter watched a rough cut. David Nutter is the Emmy-winning director. He won the Emmy for Game of Thrones. He's one of the smartest people I've ever met. He's actually very funny and, like, loves comedy. He's just one of these... Whoa, yo, yo, Dave. Whoa, whoa, Dave, Dave. We're good. No, we're not good. That wasn't good at all. We're good. No, that wasn't good. Where'd your head go just now? We're fine. Well, what? We almost rear-ended a pickup truck because Dave's mind was somewhere else. We were never close. You were thinking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> so David Nutter watched it and he wrote back fantastic love this now David uh, John Wells who's one of the legends of television his brother watched it and had notes that were different his notes were more like this is like the girls doing drugs is disgusting to me then yesterday somebody came to me and was like yo that's my favorite thing the scene on the bus with the girls so bottom line is I have to love it I wrote it I paid for it I'm the lead of it, not to be cocky. Me and Kevin and Gary have to sit there and go, we love this. I mean, now we're digging this. Network, so. It ain't going on Disney. You <laughs> know what I mean? Although Disney owns FX, it could go on FXX. Uh-oh. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to gear up. We're going to go back to editing and see what happens. But I feel really good about yesterday. I'm glad we got it, got it done. I learned a lot about myself. And I just have to say, Kevin really does know his shit. I mean, he's calling out lens numbers. Give me a 125. Slap on that 420. Got punch in twice. Give me a double punch. Get in. The, you know what I mean? I don't even know what he's talking about. The first day I was on, on set for my movie that I directed, I told the DP to zoom in. There is no zooming. It's a half a million dollar camera. They don't zoom. They change lenses and they make moves. There's no zooming. So I've 
my learning experience is crazy. <clears throat> but the other funny thing that Kevin does, and I'll just talk about our relationship. The other funny thing he does is he'll act out the whole scene for me and give me like a line reading, you know, like at the door with the comedy. Uh, there's a scene at the door where I can't get into my own show. I go, hey, man, Mike Young going on at 15. Just want to get my head straight. And the guy goes, you got to go around back. And it's all shot on my iPhone. So I was I was thinking the whole time about aiming, making sure my iPhone was aimed properly. But what I didn't understand, because no one was like truly explaining it to me clearly, was it didn't matter at that point if my iPhone was aiming clearly because that part of the shot was going to be taken from the master cameras that were looking at me. It wasn't going to be just on that. So bottom line is communication is the key to everything. And I've never, I've always had a little bit of a learning disability when it comes to like taking direction. My whole life, a teacher could have said something and I just didn't freaking understand what they were saying. I mean, I saw yesterday Kevin was like, he told you to look down and you immediately looked down. Like there's one thing I remember, you out of nowhere, you were doing something, he's like, look down and you looked down and then, and then after five seconds, you started cracking up. Right, but I took the direction there. If you say look down, I know what that is. But if he's like, I want to, when he says this, I want you to look left. And when he says that, I want you to drop the phone. It's like, yo, Kev, I, I need... I need you to say that again. I don't remember things like that. My brain works. I'm very smart in certain ways, and I am definitely not that smart in other ways. So, you know, everybody's got their gifts. Yeah. Stock tip Dave, we're, we're, we're finding your gifts, bro. I was good at line reading yesterday. By the way, you were excellent line reading. I had Dave rehearse with me. You can read out loud. Not everybody can do that. <laughs> that was great, bro. You read out loud. It went great. You know, you're, you're, number, you're a numbers guy. You can crack numbers and, and, and do math in two seconds. I can't do that. You know what I mean? You can understand a stock market situation where a stock's going to go up, go down. You know what I mean? Make a move. You can predict it. And you're pretty much 80% right most of the time. That's a gift, bro. Socially, you're, you don't have the gifts. And we wrote down a whole list of social cues for Dave to learn. And we're just trying to help you. You know that, right? Yeah, of course. Obviously. You know what I mean? Like I but certain things, things, you forget things. certain social cues, but you have to drill those into your head every day. You have to read that list every day. Because what it is is, for instance, if I'm in the conversation with somebody and we're just talking, you can't just walk into the circle, tap somebody on the shoulder and start talking to them. <laughs> That's just wrong on all levels. And you can't do it. It's just socially off. It throws off three people's lives. You know what I mean? It has a ripple effect. <laughs> so you have to just learn to sit back, listen, watch, learn. It's a good thing to listen, man. I don't want to be cliche, but that's why God gave you one mouth and two eyes and two ears. You know what I mean? Talk less, listen, and look more. That's, you know, my grandpa always said that. You know, my grandpa, what was his thing? Talk, what did my grandpa say? He always had one great line. I don't know, man. Just, just, just listen more. You know, it's almost like that saying: like nobody knows you're a fool until you talk. You know what I mean? So just being quiet is the good move. It really is. Plus, it's mysterious. Girls like it better, Dave. They like it when you're mysterious. Always walk into a bar, pretend you got a secret. You know what I mean? Look around like a spy. 
Just look around like you got something. You got something else going on. You're too busy. Fake busyness. You reminded me of a scene in the movie because you're like, you, nobody knows you're a fool until you talk. Yeah. There's a there's a scene in the movie um, Grown Ups where all these girls are hitting on this buff looking dude, and the minute he talks, he's like from Saskatchewan, Canada, and he's this really high pitched, cartoonish voice. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> he should never talk. You know. That's why you can never judge a book by its cover. Like, but maybe 30% of the time, the cover is what it is. <laughs> I did that joke last night on, on stage. It's an old joke, but I talked about, like, L.A. You don't know what anybody is in L.A. It's such a random place. Like, I said, in Detroit, if a guy's got a tattoo on his neck and a teardrop under his eye, he's probably a bad dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a badass. But in L.A., that same guy could walk up to you and be like, do you know where I could find a yogurt shop? Help me. <laughs> you just don't know in L.A., man. It depends. It's just a random place. Anyway, I'm so proud of what we did. I love Kevin. I love Gary. I love you, buddy. I love everybody. Dave Sammons, who DP'd it. I mean, I had a crew that works on Shameless. You know what I mean? They work on Shameless. They work on LA Confidential. They work on big TV shows. And they came and they, out of respect for Gary and Kevin and what they read when I wrote it, they stepped up, man. And I got to learn to just take that in and go, that was beautiful. And by the way, my boy Curtis, who's the actual manager at the comedy store, who I know has been an actor his whole life, I gave him the role of the doorman. And he loved it. He appreciated it. Is it going to get me more spots at the comedy store? Hell no. But you know what? <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'd never seen the guy act before. But I believed he could, and I gave him the role. And he delivered. A couple times he mumbled his words which I wasn't too happy with. And I, apparently sound wasn't hearing it, but I, I retook it and made sure that we got it proper. But I gave him the role, man. And it was great. And I'm excited to see the establishing shots because I know damn well we got the comedy store in that piece. And I was thinking this morning, like I'm already, we shot my single mic, it's in the can. Now we're going to edit but now I'm thinking about writing my new movie, Stealing Jokes, about the comedians that become bandits. So while I'm in Denver, I'm gonna put 10, I'm gonna do 10 pages a day. And I was thinking like, that's just what life is, man. You just try to go, keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving. Don't stay the same. Don't stay the same. Just keep making things. Try to keep making things that are good in our business. You know, the hustle is the fun of it all. And if anyone's listening out there and like, you know, you're thinking about getting into this business. Just go make something that you think is dope. And I promise you, it's going to lead to something else. It just does, man. When I made my first comedy album, I had $1,200 left in the bank. I spent all my money before I borrowed, I borrowed money from my mom, actually. And I just made the comedy album. And off that album, I got into the Montreal Comedy Festival. And from the Montreal Comedy Festival, I got a deal for $75,000 to sign with Warner Brothers. And it put money back in my bank. Of course, it became $33,000 because of taxes, which I had no idea because I'd never had a job before. And the t once the taxes came, I got hit big. Wow. Oh, I called my lawyer. I said, there's a mistake here. I only got $33,000. He goes, that's not a mistake. It's called living in America. So higher commission or it's higher tax rate than getting commission tell me about it it was everyone took commission my manager took 15 my lawyer got five my agent got 10 i ended up with thirty-three thousand dollars. i was broke again seven months later but the point is take a risk take a risk and that's why everybody was like half yelling like i know kevin thinks i'm cheap 
I know Gary thinks I know he thinks I'm cheap Has he told you he thinks I'm cheap? Yeah But I'm not cheap Am I cheap? I'm not a cheap person I'm not cheap man I spend money But I watch my money But I also don't have money like him He's fucking was on a hit TV show 17 times in his life Who does he think I am? I open for Bob Saget You think this is real money over here? This is the pocket money that I have. You know? Jesus. He calls me cheap too, so. <laughs> yeah, he's cheap. But he's not cheap. No, no, he called me cheap. Good. Make a right on Lati Hera. <laughs> I think favorite word of his. Yeah. Anyway, we're trying to get these numbers up. I'm in I'm in Denver, Colorado this weekend. You're probably this will be too late. Next week, Nashville. Zanies, Nashville, Zanies, Nashville, Mike Young, Bob Saget. The TV show Videos After Dark comes out March 12th after the Bachelor finale. Write it down, lock it in, March 12th, Bachelor finale, Videos After Dark. Okay? Oddly enough, white boy Rick, my boy Rick Worshi, God bless you, buddy. He gets out March 13th. I don't want to make any crazy announcements. He's been in jail for 30 years, but he is supposed to get out that day. And I think I need to put more money on my prison card because I think he usually calls me every day and I haven't seen a call from like the last three days. So I'm going to just go put a little more money on that, see what happens. Um, but Rick is getting out. I talked to him. He's doing really good. And uh, yeah, man. Oh, by the way, let's let's just be real if we're going to talk about the business. Saget yelled at me yesterday. You know... I'm not, my, my, my job with ABC ended two weeks ago. So, but it never really ends, but it ended. You know what I mean? Like they stopped paying you two weeks ago and you're on a, you're on a 14 week program, whatever. And so Bob calls me in the middle of the day yesterday in a panic while I'm shooting single mic. He's like, where are you? I need you to look at episode one. We got to make an edit. And I'm like, dude, I'm on set. He's like, where are you? Where were you? What happened? I'm like, I could have been in China for all you know. You can't just call me and think like I'm I'm not a girl on a text. You know what I mean? Like, this is business. Like, if you want me to be on call, just say to me, please be on call and be ready. And I'll be ready. And I'll check my phone every hour. But when I'm shooting single mic, my show, my passion project, I'm not on call. I'm, I'm, I'm putting my phone away. So that was just like an interesting moment. But he's all cool now. I'll see him in the... In the United Terminal when I get there, in the in the club, in the United Club. He'll yell at me for five minutes and then he'll apologize and then we'll go have dinner when we get to Denver. Have the free drinks and food in there before you Yeah, I'll get a cheese platter, some good crackers, sesame, <laughs> maybe eat some grapes, you know what I mean? I uh meet a girl. I'll meet a girl. By the way, I you know, I'm single. I'll just be real. I went on Bumble. You know what? I did, bro. I went on Bumble. Why not? I just wanted to see what this is. What is this? And Dave's got a date tonight. But what I realize is I could have a date every night. (laughs) I don't want to have a date every night. How how do you just chill out and like, how about you just meet two people at at one time? Because now there's like, I met 50 people and now we're all talking. Where are you and what area are you in? It's like, I don't know where I am. (laughs) How about come over at nine? Tuesday. <laughs> Let's see what happens. That's where I am. You know? Like, I'll be home. Waldo? There's a, there's a, where's Waldo? I'm home. 
I got Netflix. I got a great couch. I got two new area rugs. You know what I mean? I got a wine cellar or a wine, whatever you call it, a wine thing. That There's no wine in it, but I'll put wine in it. Anyway, we'll see what happens with this Bumble situation, bro. I haven't met anybody off it. I'm on Raya, Bumble. I'm talking to people. People are talking back to me. Yeah, don't use Tinder. Tinder says you're 70 years old. How did that happen? <laughs> I went on Tinder because I thought that was like the move when you go on the road. You want to meet somebody on the road and just have a quick drink. They're probably like, you look drink, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I went on Tinder and my profile came up 70 years old. So I got a gang load of 70 year old women. A couple of them look pretty good. <laughs> I got to be honest. Yo, you're doing good if you're 70 and you're staying in shape. Good for you guys. You know, you're doing that Jane Fonda move. You're walking a lot. You're keeping your diet straight. There's some 70-year-olds out there that, yeah, well, I mean, what am I? I'm not, I'm not some spring chicken. Anyway, uh, did I talk about Brody on the last podcast? No, he did not. It didn't, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it didn't happen by then. Well, I'll just say this because everyone knows about it. Brody, Brody Stevens passed away. I loved Brody. I loved Brody. I really had a connection with him as a million people felt they did. And it's one of the saddest situations. He committed suicide. And I just want to say mental illness, it runs in my family. If you know somebody that is in that dark place, that is going to that dark place, stay in touch with them. Reach out to them. And sometimes there is nothing you can do. You know, sometimes people will be like, I just had the greatest day ever. And they will go and they will off. They will they will end it. It's a disease. And we need to raise money and awareness and figure this out, man, because it should never have happened, man. Brody is so missed right now at the comedy store. It doesn't even feel good there. And this is already almost a week has gone by and I was there last night and you can feel it with everybody. Late nights at the comedy store, they're never going to be the same. He was the late night king. He was, he had such an original, funny voice. He was brilliant in his own way and it sucks. And I find myself saying out loud, what the fuck, Brody? What the hell, man? Almost like people are just mad because he should be here. He should fucking be here. You know, he was that awesome of a dude. And then when it happened, you just start to see where how many people he affected. The Chicago Cubs did a thing for him. You know, Arizona State did a thing for him. Every comedian's done a thing for him. You know, at the highest level, to the doormen, to the stars of, you know, major motion pictures. Dave? It was stopped. What? It doesn't matter. There's no texting even while stopped, bro. That's my new rule with you. I'm sorry. Unless you have an emergency. That's it. But I just want to say that I loved Brody. And you should go online and look up Brody Stevens. As many clips as you can. Because he is by far one of the funniest original guys, man. And we should have never lost him. And I I swear, like, I have straight up we got three suicides in my family that's that that's the cause i want to try to figure out what the hell is going on in the brain you know i know we're always raising money for cancer awareness and cancer research i think the fuck a lot of this shit starts in the brain you know i don't know if there's any proof of it but illness it's up there man and we got to figure it out we got to raise money 
and figure out how to how to end this fucking vicious shit. But anyway, I just wanted to say that I loved you, Brody. And go look at Brody Stevens stuff online, and you will laugh your ass off a lot. And I'm sorry to his family and his and everyone that loved him. So that's it. Mike Young, stock tip Dave to the side, texting and driving. Never in the, out of proportion. Okay. Uh, <laughs> stories that need to be told next week, Nashville. The following week, Salt Lake City. Wise guys, Mike Young. I love you. Single Mike. Keep an eye out for it. Videos after dark comes on after the Bachelor finale. Tell everybody, Dave. It's your job to make sure this podcast becomes big. I have no control. Goodbye. Take me back when I was a kid. Take me Never back. Never had now. to worry about what I did. The one time I'm a man two. now. Once Check it out. Now. Gotta the get it down, no sound. time for Getting fun down now. now Take me back uh, when I was a kid two. Never had to worry about what back. I Coming did back for you. But I'm a man now, Where we're going now. now.